Hey, cassettes, and welcome back to the Boo Case Diaries. Whatever you want to call it. Until <laughs> we get resurrected. <laughs> Until November, when we're resurrected. That's right. Yeah. So we're usually three old friends learning everything we can about movies and TV and hopefully teaching you in the process. But today, we're doing something a little bit different. We're doing one of our special briefcases. This has become an annual thing. <laughs> um, except there's no campfire yeah there's no campfire sound but you might hear something else every once in a while because we are in a public space we are actually in wagnall's memorial library in lithopolis yeah it's a beautiful historic library it's been around for about a hundred years and it is haunted yes it is and it it's oh my gosh it's just so beautiful we're gonna probably make a blog post about it just to put pictures. I was taking lots of cell phone pictures because you guys need to see this place. But don't don't forget about the part where Robin said it was haunted, so. <laughs> it is, it is, it's famously haunted. Yes. So usually we have stories of our own to share, but today what we're doing is we found some books in the library and we're gonna read some stories mm-hmm. from those books and those stories yeah. all take place in Ohio where we're from. Yes. Some local tales. <laughs> Maybe we'll pick up some ghostly sounds on the recording. I hope so. Unless I'm recording this at night or editing it at night, and I don't want that to happen. <laughs> yeah. I have, ask a ghost that has happened right now. Yeah, that has happened to me before. Mm-hmm. And I'll hear a sound on the recording that I do not know what it was. Uh, yeah. And I'm moving on. I'm not yeah. even going to think yeah. about it. Just cut it out and <laughs> just go. Goodbye, ghost. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, do you guys want to read some stories? Is there anything you want to share before? You know, I was thinking about it because we, we like to talk about like nightmares and, think, mm. you know, things like that. And I don't have this particularly, it's not a particularly scary nightmare, but is but it is a recurring nightmare. Mm. And if anyone listening knows how to interpret dreams, <laughs> like tweet at me because I, yeah. I want to know what the hell's going on. But... We all have fun, just the fondest memories of school, right? <laughs> the fondest. Just the best. <laughs> so this nightmare that I've been having every once in a while, it kind of goes the same way, but it's always in a different location. But it's like it's at a school or a, a college campus or something like that, mm-hmm. but it's never the same place, which is weird. Or a place that I recognize. So it's a place that I've never been. Mm-hmm. But in the nightmare, it's always like first day of classes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And and there are just people everywhere scurrying to the correct buildings and going where they're supposed to go. And I, for the life of me, cannot find my way. Mm-hmm. I have no means of knowing where to go. I have this huge list of like classes I'm supposed to take. And I know what time it is, and it's about to be class time. Yeah. And I have nowhere, like, I don't know where anything is. Nobody's talking to me. My phone isn't working so that I can't, like, look up where to go. It's so strange because I never get to class. And the most recent one, I remember the most, had this, like, you know, in the Harry Potter movies. Mm -hmm. I imagine it's in the book, too, but... In the movies, there's that big room with the stairs that move, yes. right? The staircases change. Yeah. yeah. It, the, my most recent one had a very similar vibe to that. The stairs didn't move, mm-hmm. 
The stairs didn't necessarily move, but it was a big open space with like stairs going in different directions and like bridges across the the big open area. And it was like so you still get confused. Yeah, it was very confusing. Mm. And it felt like the newer side of our high school. C-Wing and D-Wing were the new ones, right? Mm -hmm. And they had that very stale or like sterile feeling to them, right? Yep. (laughs) That's what it felt like. Like a hospital. Yeah, yeah. That's what this place is, but it's a massive room, right? And I cannot find anything. (laughs) There are doors with no numbers on them. And this is a recurring thing. Wow. And I just don't understand it. It's super strange. And I've been out of school for how long now? Yeah. I I continuously have the, uh, it's the last day of classes, mm-hmm. but I haven't gone to a single one, and now I have to take the exam. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nightmare. I have the, you know, I don't know, I'm in high school, and I don't remember my locker combination, and, you know, or I you know, don't know where my class is. I still have those. Yeah. Yeah. The last two nights, I've actually had these really gory dreams. Ooh, these no. really awful, grotesque no, no. nightmares. No. Yeah. And I don't know why. Oh, no. <laughs> last night's was awful, awful. Mm. It was about my cat. Oh, no. <laughs> I had a nightmare that something was wrong with my cat, and we decided to take her brain out of her head oh. to look at it. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> It, it was super easy. Like, we didn't have to cut her open. Like, we literally could just, like, reach Whoa. reach into her head and just pop off the top. I mean, at least it's convenient. Yeah. Hopefully it was easy to get back in there. <laughs> no. See, that's the point. Oh, okay. Right. So we um, got her brain out, and I'm holding it in my hands, and then she runs away. Oh, no. <laughs> and it, I'm like, how are you running without a brain? What's happening? You know. I finally get her to come back. I put the brain back in. Everything's okay. And then my other cat comes over, and she is covered in blood. Just covered in it. And she's so covered in it that I thought that she was ash, because I couldn't even tell them apart. It was just too much. It's like, and I woke up, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's the kind of dreams you've been having. Okay. I just have, like, zombie ones or monster ones where I am constantly running. I am constantly trying to get away. Do you always have it where you are, like, running but going nowhere? Because no, that, I usually go places, really? and usually wow. I have somebody I know with me. Like I'm running with Robin, mm. or I'm running with like you. I'm and, flattered you know, that you whatever. bring me along yeah. to your awful zombie <laughs> fantasy. You know, but you know, most of the time I'm trying to save you. Yeah. You know, it's like okay, I gotta protect the people I love, no yeah. matter what. At first, I thought you were gonna say like, "Wow, that's some that's some crazy dreams you guys are having." My dreams are really lovely and perfect. I'm on a beach and it's yeah, yeah on a beach and t- sipping tea and, and then zombies come out. I wonder if it's this like just this you know climate the things that we're going through right now Dude, are just 100 percent. i think yeah. the stress of right now has a lot to do with it it's interesting because i know i have worse dreams than what i've explained mm, now yeah. because i i have woken up like suddenly and like dramatically mm. like sweating mm-hmm. i like that's yeah. happened to me before yeah. But for some reason, I never seem to remember those. Ah. But I'm like, that had to have been a horrible nightmare. I had one one time, and I don't remember, like, what happened exactly. But 
there were these creatures, there were these things that were in my room. The scariest part about the dream was that it took place where I was asleep, where I was sleeping. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And there was something in the room with me and Jacob, and I kept trying to like tell him, but he's when when Jacob is asleep, he is asleep. The scariest part was at the very end of my dream, mm-hmm. somebody whispered something in my ear and that was how i woke up and so when i woke up it really felt like it could something had actually talked to me right because you didn't change environments yeah it was so scary it was like we're here like it was so creepy it was so scary it was so scary i was like i just that's some poltergeist stuff there (laughs) yeah right that's that's bad news i didn't like it and i still remember like because you get the tingling, like when someone yeah. whispers in your ear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I still have that feeling mm. when I think about it. It's so scary. No. <laughs> this isn't fun already. <laughs> we are in a haunted place, so the mm-hmm. ghosts are probably here listening. They're taking notes. Yeah. yeah. They're like, this Ooh. is what they're afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> so when we come back. Yeah, they'll get us. They can mess with us. Honestly, when we got here, it, you know, even the grounds outside was just so beautiful that I was like, you know what? If I was a ghost and I was gonna haunt anywhere, this would be a pretty dang good place to this haunt. This is a nice place. Yeah. It's a beautiful courtyard. You can just go out into the courtyard. And, yeah, take a nice walk. Yeah, or float. Or nice float. float. Uh, yes, yeah, a nice float. <laughs> a nice <laughs> brisk <laughs> float. <laughs> Let's hear some stories. Yeah, we've got a couple of books here um, about Ohio ghost stories. The one I've got here is specifically Ohio University. Where, where we went to school. Yeah, Robin and I went to college. Yeah, not me. You technically went there. A little bit. She didn't enroll in classes, but she was there quite she often. She was there, yeah. <laughs> she did go there. She's, a, she's aware. I walked around the campus. Yeah. This book is, uh, it chronicles all of the best ghost stories of the university by Ooh. Craig Tremblay. Um, so shout out to you if you're listening. Yeah. Thank thanks, you. Thanks for your book. Ohio University is a very, very haunted campus. Mm-hmm. It's the oldest campus in Ohio, and it's like it—it's one of the oldest mm-hmm. universities in the United States. It's like number three or four. Yeah. So a lot of history can mean a lot of shadows. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. This this story is the Moonville Tunnel. I've been to the Moonville Tunnel. It's in that Lake Hope State Park, which is obviously very close. The former town of Moonville was once a railway station stop along B&O Railroad. The railway was needed to take raw materials such as salt, coal, and iron out of the isolated areas of southeastern Ohio. The town's population was only 50 people. (laughs) To guess how many ghosts there might be. The town is no longer in existence and only ruins remain. The ruins include a cemetery, a couple of building foundations, and of course, the Moonville Tunnel, which was a railway tunnel. The area is now part of Lake Hope State Park. Several railroad deaths have been attributed to Moonville. Workers died in many different ways, including train collisions and being crushed by building materials. There have been ghosts reported throughout the wilderness that surrounds the ruins of Moonville. However, one ghost that haunts the tunnel has become the most notable. B. 
because he carries a lantern. The ghost is that of a brakeman who was decapitated by a moving train. In the late 1890s, he was taking a break at Moonville Station, which was right near the tunnel. He had been drinking and fell asleep. The train whistles awakened him, and he realized his train was about to leave. The train began moving, and he ran to catch up, waving his lantern so the conductor would stop the train. While he was running with the lantern in hand, he tripped and fell underneath the wheel of the train and was decapitated. His body was found the next day right outside of the tunnel. Some say his body was buried in the Moonville Cemetery. Since his death, he is said to haunt the tunnel at nights. People have reported seeing a man dressed in a turn-of-the-century clothing walking around the tunnel with a lantern. So I've been there. <laughs> I've been to Lake Hope. Any lanterns? I didn't see, I did not see the man with the lantern, but I did feel like the woods were haunted. And I remember mm. when we went on our hike, I was very scared. At the time, I didn't know that it was supposed to be haunted, mm -hmm. but it felt like it was. Mm. So yeah, uh, Lake Hope is definitely haunted, but I did not see <laughs> Wow. Did you see the tunnel? Yes, I have seen the tunnel, and it is scary. Oh it is very scary looking. It's dark. Yeah, yes. We should go there next year. Maybe Let's next year. Let's not do that. Yeah, next year. Road yeah. trip. We're just yeah. finding worse and worse places to go. This isn't fair. <laughs> oh, and it's a state park, so we can camp. Perfect. It's settled. Christ. <laughs> So the next book that we have is called Haunted Ohio 2 by Chris Woodyard. So the story that I've picked out is called The Gates of Hell. Oh, oh I have not been here. <laughs> <laughs> this is bound to be extra terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I can't so. wait. Yeah, yeah, here we go. If any jail is haunted, it should be the Ohio State Penitentiary in Columbus. The gray stone walls loom over their surroundings, casting shadows even on dark days. Inside the walls, prison buildings decay in silence. A pile of paint chips, like a snowdrift, lies against one building. Rust has eaten through a metal door. In some, some of the cells, you can still see graffiti scrawled on the walls by convicts long dead and long forgotten. On April 21st, 1930, Easter Sunday, some disgruntled inmates set several fires, thinking to escape in the confusion. The cell blocks quickly filled with choking black smoke, fed by a heavy tarpaulin covering one of the roofs. Later, it was whispered that the authorities deliberately delayed unlocking cells until it was too late for many. <sighs> yeah. Over 300 convicts died. Old photos show the bodies laid under sheets in the exercise yard like rows of graves. The penitentiary has stood empty for many years, while public officials debate what to do with it. Suggestions have included a shopping mall, or a tourist attraction. No way. 
get out of town with a shopping mall. You wouldn't go to that, Adam? Hell no. <laughs> also, no one builds shopping malls anymore. No. It would be it would be a spirit Halloween. It would, yeah. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> one retired state highway patrolman who was a guard at the Ohio State Penitentiary in 1930 reacted angrily to the last suggestion. I wouldn't care if they dynamited the place, he said. It's the entrance to hell itself. I can't tell you what is there and what is seen and unseen. Then he caught himself and said more subdued, it's just a bad place. Some say the cell blocks are still haunted by the men who died there. Some say that if you stand in the yard and listen, you can hear the distant roar of flames, the shrieks of men burning alive in their cages. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, you know, Robin, you've mentioned how the devil is a particularly scary thing for you, right? Yeah, I'm terrified of the devil. And it's weird how I don't feel quite so much about devils or hell specifically, mm -hmm. but that story is still horrifying because imagine hearing that. Yeah. Imagine hearing fire in the distance. Mm -hmm. That's scary in itself. Not yeah. even if even if it's not a haunted place. Yeah. You know. I, I don't. Yeah. Oh, it's a shop. We turn this into a shopping mall. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Sounded like a great idea to me. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I don't think I'd go there. <laughs> there is a place active right now mm -hmm. called the Ohio State Penitentiary. Mm -hmm. It may just be a newer prison because there is also Maybe. the historic ah, Ohio State Penitentiary site, which has been demolished. Ah, okay. so it's probably gone. So this yeah. place, the gates of hell, have been closed, <laughs> luckily. <laughs> Thank goodness. Is anything built on top of it, I wonder? According to this picture, mm -hmm. no. All right. Okay. Probably because nobody wants to. Yeah, yeah, nobody would want that lot. That'd yeah. be too too much, man. I think that that's the big thing about ghosts and scary places. That usually, something places like a prison, hospital, you know, mm -hmm. places where a lot of pain, people yeah, suffer, yeah, and, yeah. you know, bad things happen. That's usually places that seem haunted because even if there aren't any ghosts there, the energy just feels haunted. Oh, just yeah. it feels yeah. the energy from all that pain that people felt. Yeah, it's just wrong. Yeah, yeah, like maybe there's no ghosts there, but it's just there's something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just feels really wrong. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt about the ridges in Athens. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it was like, just, you know. Just driving up there is kind of weird. Yeah, mm -hmm. you just felt, just, you just it just felt wrong. So I guess yeah. I'll read a story now. Yay. I'm loving the sounds of these page tur pages turning and stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe next year we'll just write, we'll write some ghost stories for this. Oh, you have so much faith in us. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, that is a lot of faith. He's like, yeah, we'll just write a couple stories. I'm like, what? <laughs> just a couple. <laughs> anyway. In 1960, Jeanne, age 15, and her family moved into a 100-year-old house in the Price Hill area of Cincinnati. After the closing, Jeanne and her uncle Warren visited the empty house to decide where the furniture would go and to check the furnace and wiring. Warren was in the basement furnace room while Jeanne was on the first floor. It was dusk, so Jeanne turned on the lights. Suddenly, they began flickering on and off. Mm. Oh. Love me a good flicker. <laughs> You've heard of the wicker man? Marcy's the flicker woman. 
Quit fooling around, Warren called from the basement. You quit fooling around, she called back, thinking he was moving the main switch. Finally, they both realized that neither of them was pulling a prank. An electrician was called and found nothing wrong. It was the beginning of a nightmare. No. (laughs) Jean and her younger sister, Elizabeth, who occupied a second floor bedroom, began to hear frightening footsteps. They were heavy, ponderous steps, like a tall, heavy man wearing boots, sometimes accompanied by the clank of chains. The girls would hear and feel the vibrations as the steps pounded up the stairs. Then the noises would stop outside their door. Scaring us out of our wits night after night, we had the feeling that something very evil was out there. The air would turn piercingly cold, a terrible cold, and the girls would cling together and shake until the cold dissipated or they drifted off into an exhausted sleep. Elizabeth and I were the targets of everything. We told everybody, but they said, it's just your imagination. You've been watching too many scary movies. We wanted to leave, but our parents had just bought the house and they would have lost money if we moved so soon. Oh man, I feel that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that sucks. Yeah, in this market, (laughs) mm -hmm. you imagine. (laughs) One night, Jeanne and her older sister, Martha, were watching TV while the rest of the house was asleep. Suddenly, the knob on the front door began to turn. Jeanne and Martha were terrified. But after the knob stopped turning, they checked it to make sure it was locked, knowing that burglars sometimes turn knobs to find unlocked doors. They found the outer storm door locked. Oh, the storm oh door was locked. So then, yeah, so no one could have been turning the door. No, man, no, stop it. <laughs> there was a third floor room that Jeanne's father jokingly called the morgue because it was impossible to heat. Even with the windows propped open in summer, or a heater placed in the room in winter, it would inevitably be freezing. Did no one look at this house before they bought it? They didn't get it inspected, yeah. (laughs) No, I guess not. No no inspection first. (laughs) (laughs) The value would go too low if they got an inspection. (laughs) One day, Martha went to clean the third floor bedrooms. Her mother, Betty, called up to her. I'll be up to help as soon as I finish cleaning down here. Almost immediately, Martha heard footsteps coming slowly down the stairs. She thought it was her mother trying to scare her, although she didn't think her mother would play such a joke. Martha heard an unknown woman call out, Yoo-hoo! Mom, is that you? The strange voice replied, Yes. Martha went out to the landing for a look. No one was in sight. She hurried down the stairs to the kitchen where she was shocked to find Betty. Were you just upstairs? asked Martha. No, said Betty. I said I'd be up as soon as I finished the kitchen. Martha told her what had just happened, and they both went upstairs to investigate, but found nothing. Do you want to find something when that when that happens and you investigate? Do you want I don't want to. I don't think so. I I I don't know. What's worse? A ghost or, you know, someone in your house that's not supposed to be there? Yeah, that's (laughs) I mean that's true. Just anything at all would be worse. Yeah. A toss, man. But it's that classic thing about horror where mm-hmm. whatever you come up with in your mind is always worse than yeah. what you find. Yeah. So maybe it is better to find something because their mind is only going to play worse tricks. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it was. Maybe it could be like a neighbor or something. After living in the house for about six months, Jeanne and Elizabeth wondered if they should try to contact whoever it was. 
that was clumping up and down the stairs. If we could only free it, Jian argued, maybe it would go away and leave us alone. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just help out the poor soul? In their bedroom, Jian said to the ghost, Whoever you are, whatever you are, we know you're there. And if you would like to communicate with us, knock on our headboard, once for yes, twice for no. Huddled in the bed, they waited, and they heard one knock on the headboard above their heads. The room got very cold. They shivered close to each other, but Jeanne continued. No, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you a spirit? One knock. Are you a man? One knock. Did you live in this house? One knock. Did you die in this house? One knock. Do you mean us harm in any way? Two knocks. Oh, thank you. <gasps> Good. <laughs> Did you die a violent death? One knock. Were you murdered? One knock. Ooh. Elizabeth was ready to collapse in tears. She pleaded with Jeanne to stop, saying we are getting too involved in things we know little about. Jeanne stopped asking questions but the room stayed frigid, and they continued to feel the man's presence. One evening, Jeanne went up to her second-floor bedroom, intending to read. She bent to pull out a book on Buddhism from a lower shelf of the bookcase. Suddenly, a terrifying, hideous, demonic sound, a sound that was surely inhuman, a loud, horrible, bestial howl, shattered the air. It was almost like an animal's roar, a very powerful, growly-type sound, like a lion. It sounded like it came from inside the bookcase. Jeanne dropped the book and fled down the stairs in hysterics. Her family tried to calm her, but mysteriously, they hadn't heard the sound. She still slept in the bedroom, although she never again entered the room alone. It was a long time before she could gather the courage to take another book from the bookcase. Early one morning, Betty walked down the stairs to fix breakfast for the family. She was only three steps down when she says, I felt like I was pushed from behind. I felt a hard push. That's what made me fall. She fractured her wrist, dislocated her jaw, and was badly bruised. Jan said, We heard a tremendous crash and awoke to find her unconscious at the bottom of the steps. Betty had always disbelieved in anything supernatural in the house and maintained that her children had overreacted imaginations. But now the family moved out of the house before somebody gets killed, remarked Betty's husband. Even if we lose everything, we have to get out. Just hearing Jeanne's stories made me shudder. Jeanne agreed. It was really a terrible thing. It stays with you forever. Just a few weeks ago, I got a phone call, and I heard the same voice that I heard in the bookcase. It wasn't a human voice. It was a monster, and it said, You know who this is. Good thing we're in a library <laughs> with bookcases all around us. <laughs> um, portals to demon lairs and monster caves right behind all these bookshelves. Yeah. You know, I had, to be fair, I had no idea that story would involve a haunted bookcase. <laughs> <laughs> you just got lucky, huh? You did. That's one word for it. Yeah. That. yeah. All right, friends. I don't know if you can hear the demonic music in the background. <laughs> Some of it, yes. Maybe. Yeah, but hey, we hope you have a very, very happy Halloween and that we scared you as much as possible. Well, I don't. 
I hope you're not scared. <laughs> I hope a little spooked. Come on. It's yeah. spooky season. Yeah, just a little spooked, maybe. Just a little, yeah. little uh, twinge of spook. So, <laughs> sprinkle. Sprinkle of spook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening to us here in the Haunted Library. This was really fun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. It was an interesting place. And um, be sure to check out your local libraries. Yeah. Also, what did you guys think of that last story? Do you think that was fun? No. No? Oh. <laughs> it was terrifying. <laughs> it makes me yeah. afraid about house buying. Get it inspected is what it sounds <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah, get, get it, to get it inspected. Get it inspected yeah. make sure there are no constantly cold rooms. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree <sighs> with that. Marcy's got some holy water if you That's need true. it. Ah, there we go. I need yeah. you to come over and perform an exorcism yeah. for me. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that. (laughs) I don't think I'm qualified for that. Sprinkle some holy water and burn some incense. I can't believe all they had to do was ask it to knock. Yeah. (laughs) It just did it. You guys want to ask a ghost to knock right now? Sure. Uh, If there's a ghost in this room right now, knock. I think we're safe. I think we're safe. Yeah. Yep. They don't want to bother us. They don't want to bother us. (laughs) Maybe they just don't like listening they're, to us. They're like, get out. You have five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> what have we heard? The library will be closed in five <laughs> minutes. Dude, if this library wanted to really play up the haunted nature, they would do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, thanks, thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next time. Ne- Till next time. Bye. Happy Halloween.